0: and welcome to Analytics at ServiceNow. I'm your host, Alex Sanganoff. In the next seven episodes, we will share the ins and outs of leading a successful analytics team to run the company by data. Today, I'm joined by Vijay Kadu, VP of Analytics at ServiceNow, author of two books, Data Science and Predictive Analytics. In full disclosure, I am part of Vijay's org. All right, welcome Vijay. It's absolute pleasure to have the opportunity to chat with you today. How's your day going?
1: Day is going great. Uh, great to be here, Alex. Thanks for the invite.
0: Yeah, uh, it's absolute pleasure. And I'm more eager to learn about your background. How
1: did you end up in analytics space? All right, that's a long story. Uh, how much time do you have? <laughs> And hey, we have as much time as you, as you can share with us. All right. Uh, so my first job, uh, everyone remembers their first job. So mine is uh, I started as a data engineer. In fact, the first programming language, I, I absolutely love It's SQL, writing SQL, essentially a way to talk to yep. our databases. And uh, that's how I used to think and still am thinking about some business problem in terms of still with SQL language. Um, And I started with data engineering and slowly got into data visualization, which is um, a topic I'm very passionate about, and still am. And how do we develop essentially a product with with databases, visualization put together, how do you launch products? And I was then curious into, you know, everyone's career is, is a journey that is curved and everything, right? So then I started into, okay, actually how people use this data into actual business management. So I was doing marketing campaign management, um, our e-business management as well. On the other side, how do we use the data to actually run the business? So I got some exposure to that. Um, Later on, uh, because of the need, I got into data science um, on how do we recommend, I'm sorry, how how do we build recommendation systems uh, to cross sell in a website. So I'm starting to learn more about on the data science side, and apply everything that was learned during during academics. And how do we apply that um, using our AI and ML algos? So started writing algos as well, all right. hard coding the algos. And later on, into okay, there are a lot of libraries available. So got excited with data science and ML. Um, and bringing it all together is what uh, my dream job is. So I'm living the dream on practicing analytics on data yeah. engineering business management, and also AI, all particular. You touched on a lot of background. So if you had to visualize your
0: background, it, was it a, just a nice slope you know, going up, or was it you know, up
1: and down? How, would you, how uh, it, would you summarize it? It was always up and down, but it was incredible learning. So I had the opportunity and utmost privilege to work with great people, great mentors, and it's always going to be up and down. And ups are the ones that makes you feel excited and downs are the ones that you can learn more about it. It's not just up and down. And it's like, if I think about my career as different swim lanes, one is on code, technical data engineering and visualization. The other one is on business. And the last one, let's say on data science. So mm-hmm. it's always weaving between all three lines together. And I, I feel like that is a quite a privilege to have on bringing all three those different body of knowledge and together for our users. Yeah, that's powerful. Uh, So coming into today's topic,
0: uh, can you share with our audience, what does analytics at ServiceNow mean? And when someone hears this, what should they think of? What should come to their mind?
1: That's a great question, Alex. If I think about objective of analytics here, it is essentially creating Um, a data-driven company, how do we make service now as a data-driven company? And I think there are two parts. One is we should be part of the growth story. Analytics should be driving the growth for the company. And Mm -hmm. how we do that is creating decision-making capabilities across the company. And number two is um, we have more than about 12,000 employees right now. And every single employee, every single team member needs data to run their business, their function. How can we support them? So how can we support thousands and thousands of people on running their business, their job using data and analytics and that becomes our responsibility as well. So those are the two main things that we do. Okay, and how do we envision to
0: support everyone when we are only a team of few?
1: Uh, that's That's the beauty of product management. So if you think about these as products, so these are not one more, let's say data model, Dashboards or AI model, but this is an end to end product that we are building, which has a mm-hmm. part of data in it and also uh, parts of business intelligence and AI all put together. And that is a product that we are going to release. Let's say there is one product that we are going to roll out to all the account executives in our go to marketing. And there's one product for all the marketers that we are launching. Mm-hmm. Right. So in, if we right. develop those products, and it can be replicated many different times and also used day in and day out. So rather than launching many, few really remarkable products that can help us move forward in our decision making capabilities across the company right, and, right. And, and making really good products and making it better is going to be our, how we are going to do this. And when you say products, uh, can you expand how you, are you defining the product? Um, so the, it's it's quite in the product thinking, right? So um so rather than responding to every single request, right. right? Um, on okay, so I need this for to complete my task, I need that to complete my task, okay. What let's have an understanding of what is this job about and right. what products actually satisfies that need um, and develop that end-to-end product with all the, let's say, disciplines of analytics that we have. We have uh, interface design, and we have data quality, bringing the right data there. We have predictive intelligence using AI and ML, right? And also uh, on uh, insights that we can pack inside the product as well. So I do think it as a as a product, and, and that is going to be the essence of product thinking in analytics.
0: Got it. So coming to the team and service now as a whole, how would you? differentiate the analytics team at ServiceNow than other teams you have led.
1: Uh, What sets this team apart? So uh, Before I I came to ServiceNow, um, one of the key advantages that this team has established is uh, many things that the team has done right um, is one data platform strategy. So uh, in many companies, this is going to be a challenge where data is distributed across uh, everywhere and let alone there are many different data warehouses across the company, data marts, data lakes, yep. and everything. The one thing that company did extremely well is develop that one data platform strategy, and that is really paying off dividends right now. So the team has done really good work. Yes. Um, yes. Number two, I would say is is the culture and the talent. There's a critical mass of analytics talent here, and also more importantly, the value of the company as well, staying hungry and humble which is a growth driven uh, talent out here. So those uh, are very unique advantages for us to have.
0: Okay. Uh, I do hear, you know, hungry and humble, and I'm pretty sure our audience have heard it many times from our, you know, bill, right? From our, you know, uh, C-suite. <clears throat> and how would you translate that into, you know, uh, scaling the analytics team with that culture? Uh, is it just like, hey, you know, we have problem, we have, you know, product to build, what's role or, do you take a more strategic approach? Uh, and what are the common mistakes that uh, others can watch out for and or can learn from this hungry and humble
1: culture that we have? So I'll talk about my own mistakes, right? Um, and uh, it's, it's, if I think about it, if I had to redo this, right? Um, uh, one area I would have focused on more on is going to be unchanged management um i was i was aware that okay there's a level of change management that is required and I, I i essentially underestimated amount of effort that will take for the change management let me, let me give you an example right okay. um, we all are familiar about uh, rolling out ml models across the company and right. um and it, it's, a, it's a let's say predictive model can identify which customer should we contact for what be you what is the proclivity of this account with this particular BU. It's an ML model that we created. Alex, you were part of that process as well, right? And it's not just okay to just launch it because ML is a unique way uh, where we are predicting some future event with a fair degree of uncertainty than stating the fact. That requires a different level of change management when we roll this out. For example, it has to be explainable part of the AI, Right, Right. it's not just okay to say, oh, this particular account has a proclivity for this particular BU, but why? Oh, now we know because the the people from these accounts actually interacted with this BU or product content more than anyone else. So we we can understand that. Or maybe this account came from this vertical and that has affinity towards these BU's or something, right? So we should be able to explain this whole thing um, rather than just provide it uh, as a statement of fact, which it is not, right? So right. those change management was, was uh, a formidable challenge. Uh, I underestimated, and if I were to redo this again, I would focus on end-to-end change management. Uh, in fact, that would take almost about one third of entire program capacity for us to focus on what would people do and think when mm-hmm. we launch this product. When they inter- interact this, with this product every day, what are they going to think and do? What are the actions they're going to do? And being clear about those, act, those actions are important. And, and that would be one of the things that uh, I learned. Okay. I think the team learned as well as we launched some of the products and we faced some challenges, right? And how, how do we actually learn from it? It's, as I said, it's it's an opportunity for us to learn from it. So I heard two things so far. One is
0: rolling out a uh, ml model machine learning AI capable, capable uh, capability right and the second is you know product thinking and then the change management yeah so how do you package the product mindset the ml and you know change management and execute all three what is that success formula behind
1: it so uh, the one of the So our purpose is to create decision-making capabilities. So what is a decision-making capability? And these are the big questions that you would ask across the company, not just for a function. For example, which customer need help on what area? It's a simple question, but for an enterprise company to keep track of thousands of customers and which point they are in the customer journey and understanding where they need help is a really big question and a really big capability for any companies. And and that would be a decision-making capability that we have started creating. Mm -hmm. And we got incredible response from our go-to-market team and our product teams as well. And the formula here that we would use is is the five point, right? Number one, what I call it as knowledge graph. Uh, Number two is AI. Number three is research and insights. And number four is analytics and workflows. And number five would be one enterprise data platform. Wow. right so um, that, that, that that's a lot something. to take in <laughs> that's a lot to take in. Let me break it down <laughs> yeah one by one right okay. um, so knowledge graph is uh essentially the way we are thinking about this one is uh, uh Wikipedia for data, right internal data okay. that is, right If you think about Wikipedia, what it has done extremely well is there's a uniform pages, consistent, common right. pages that's yeah. that's common across everyone, right yeah. And number two is it also provides linkage from one kind of pages to another kind of pages. Maybe you're, you're moving from country page to sports team page. Right. It's still very consistent, but slightly different structure. Correct. The way we are thinking about insight analytics uh, is this knowledge graph strategy where every customer needs a dashboard inside a company. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. and we call, let's call it as customer dashboard. Every product will have a dashboard And let's call it as product dashboard. Every campaign will have a dashboard. Every order will have a dashboard. Every support case will have a dashboard. Every sales rep will have a dashboard, right? So how do we all bring it and connect it together is something that we are extremely interested because we don't want to create 400 dashboards at the enterprise level, but few things remarkably well, and they're well connected so that some, anyone can navigate this data space seamlessly. I right. see, so that's essentially
0: cracking the code of, uh, to your earlier point, not building a silo solution, but a product for the entire company. That, that's and true. And serving the entire company.
1: Wow. Many, many, many cases, what I've seen in the past is, um, we locally try to optimize a particular function or a sub-function, right? right. And we'll roll out a bunch of capabilities because when you look at the scale of these things in a larger company, um, right. you can't globally optimize effectively, right? right? And But it's more productive for us to globally optimize this. And uh, for example, customer dashboard, it's a common lens where entire company, whether it's a go-to-market team or marketing team or products team, they all look at what a customer is going through in a common lens. And that is quite a powerful mechanism to have rather than we all have our one filter bubble and, yeah. and one department doesn't know what other department is doing. Right. This is a way for us yeah. to break that silo. Yes,
0: right? so That's why
1: knowledge graph is a, is a really important thing. I will yeah. ask a question, right? Uh, do we have a Wikipedia that is just focused for uh, political science students? our geography, our historians, right. our scientists, right? No, it's a common page that is yeah. across everywhere. Maybe we can highlight it, it's quite chunked. Maybe we can highlight for a particular role yes. uh, that this is that set of information you need to focus on, but it should be available because there's a common customer journey that if we all are right. attuned to to that, um, yeah. I, I, I think uh, our customer outcomes would be much better.
0: Okay. Um- eager to learn about the rest of them. And you mentioned AI
1: is next? That's right. So um, this is going to be an important backbone in any company analytics strategy is Mm -hmm. how do we integrate AI to everything that we do in analytics, right? So uh, fortunately, we have a great AI team here and they're rolling out some really important models. And one thing that we have realized and how we need to align that AI models is again to our customer journey. Right, So we have models uh, to understand our marketing funnel, sales funnel. We also have models to understand where customers need help right now, where mm-hmm. we can intervene and maybe we can alert uh, different constituents across the company on pertinent information that is relevant for their accounts. Right, So um, AI is here uh, to stay and also to optimize the business further, but bringing all this AI models together to globally optimize the enterprise is a difficult problem to solve, but that's That's exactly what we are trying to do. Okay. And uh, I was just
0: taking notes as you uh, spoke through, you know, the five uh, pillars. So the third one is research and insights.
1: So research and insights, it's it's a function uh, that we have started here. And uh, usually this is something that, um, uh, I've seen this work in marketing functions or in strategy function, but it's, it's, I think it's very important okay. for us to leverage research and insights here. Um, going back to that example, Alex, right? So first yeah. of all, we need to understand our customer journey. We need to understand our employee journey. Um, and there's so many insights that we can gather, not just from the products that we are launching, but what these products are saying, right? From all mm-hmm. the knowledge graph products that we talked about, Right. How do we actually connect the dots, tell a story, and that is very important to to tell that story across the company rather than just focusing on one function. So we do see as, as a as an ecosystem uh in, in a business, uh, one part of the business affects the other part of the business, and we should be right. able to connect the dots and tell that story, and that is what this function does. And that has helped a lot yeah. in actually creating new products that we never thought of. Right. So a couple of uh, things that we rolled out uh, in last few quarters, Alex, is based on the learnings that we have in data and insights that we have learned from it and said, okay, so this is something we need to productize. So a lot of new product right. ideas actually came from, um, came from research and insights and the work that the team is doing there. So when I say product, that re- that is related to analytics products that we yep. are launching. Right? I didn't know that. <laughs> and there yeah, so that's really exciting. Uh, it's Definitely. almost like a um, uh, innovation, let's say, factory there yeah. uh, where we can, uh, we can think about new products based on the data and also feedback that we are getting from our users. All right.
0: Uh, and the next one you mentioned, analytics and workflows. Is this related to
1: ServiceNow products somehow? Absolutely, yes. Right. Okay. Um, so I came to uh, ServiceNow, um, and before I came here, I had... Uh, not much good understanding of what ServiceNow does. Okay. Um, I was I was more using it as a ticketing service in my prior company, and this was right. many years ago, right. And now and I see it. It it has evolved a lot. It, it, we have come a long way through, right. Yes. Um, one of the things that that caught my attention when I first uh, before I came here, I was trying to play around with a uh, a free dev instance that anyone can get, right. Right. now I was creating my own workflows Mm -hmm. and Alex, the the power of workflows is is underestimated, right? Workflow is work gets done across many different companies, right? So anything that we do is a workflow, but how do we automate those workflows? How do we make it better? And how do you codify some of the best playbooks that people have done and Mm -hmm. help everyone scale is a quite a big advantage. And Absolutely. in analytics, I've been in this industry for a while, and we're all about providing insights. Correct. But that is only one half of the story. So when you provide insights using, mm-hmm. using Knowledge Graph, using AI, using research and insights, right? Yeah. But yeah. the reason why we're providing insights is for someone to take action on. Right. Or else there's no point in providing insights. So how are they going to take action on it? For example, been, this customer needs help. Right. 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 Alerting yeah. is one thing. versus saying okay this customer needs help here's where you need to click here's how you need to activate a workflow here's how you need to actually get more help from other parts of the organization talk to the customer and figure out what's going on and close that alert that whole thing is the workflow that is where action happens so how do we integrate our insights with the action yeah is quite powerful combination yeah And this is one thing I'm super excited about, uh, being in service now, is we can take advantage of that workflows. Yes. So some of the products that we rolled out is, okay, so these are the alerts and and insights, and here's the prescriptive action that you would need to take by triggering a workflow. And that's something that we are bringing back to the product. So it's it's quite a closed loop performance management, and we have seen great progress in this area.
0: That's brilliant. Um, and coming to the fifth one uh, is you know, the data platform you mentioned. And I know you also touched on you know, that's something that ServiceNow team has done
1: really well. Can you expand uh, on, on, on that point? So this is the core of everything uh, an analytics organization would do, is okay. creating that data lake or data platform. And um, how do we get one version of that data across the company? It's quite a big challenge, Uh, but there's only one answer right? is is getting that one data platform. And uh, the team has done incredible work in the last many years in assimilating many different uh, touch points in our entire customer journey, bringing it into one data platform, and how do we curate it, nurture it, and scale it for us to the future service now? is actually a big challenge and also a big investment that we are making as well. And, and this includes traditionally what we, we used to call it as MDM, data warehouses, data marts, data lake, all put together that mm-hmm. this is our core capability for the company. Yeah. And, and from this, we are going to develop all these products, make sure that all the applications are connected. And mm-hmm. many of this data platform is actually orchestrated by service and workflows. Okay, so that's an area that I didn't think about in the past. And now we feel advantage, we we can take advantage of workflows. And for example, how do we respond to incidents? How do we respond to um, uh, Let's say continuous improvement of some of the processes that we are doing, for example, user access, Um, and uh, it, it might be a small part, but it is important. If we yes, have one sorry. data platform, we have a, a way to, for us to provide authentication and also yep. a way to respond to incidents, a way to manage data quality, right, right. which is very critical, mm-hmm. and uh, we are trying to use ServiceNow for it. But getting that one data platform right is a very important um, objective for us. Okay, so let me try to get
0: my head around it and try to visualize, since you're a visual uh, person as well. Uh, so you, have, you start with one data platform, Yep. and you build a product that which uh, you're, you're uh, phrasing it as a knowledge graph on top, apply AI into it, in parallel, run the research insights to come up with new product ideas and run that through the analytics and
1: workflow. Well, I didn't quite think about it in that way, Alex, but that is a very good representation. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay. Uh, that, I'm still blown away. That is very powerful, Vijay
1: oh that. it's it's very exciting and and the team actually uh is working hard in executing this strategy um and, and things might change right uh, again right. Uh, there might be new things that we may need to add it to this formula on or optimize this formula in in a for a different scale of the company right i think right. Like, those would change uh but i think the core components of it might remain. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, it's rather than doing many things, few things that are remarkably well. That's what my uh, uh, that's what my prior CEO used to say, um, and that right. that comes to mind. And it's absolutely right. Okay, uh, coming
0: touching on the decision-making capability and measuring success. Being the analytics guy for ServiceNow, right uh, as you call it, uh, how do you measure the success of your team, of the analytics itself?
1: And um, I actually, uh, talking about accountability, this is how I like to measure success for my team and myself, right? And all the work that we are doing here, Mm -hmm. uh, we should be able to see the results. And the way that uh, we were talking about measuring the value is, so think of a pyramid with kind of three steps there. Number Mm -hmm. one, the base is, um, it's going to be usage. Okay. So we are no different than a news organization that is internal to the company. Hmm. Okay. Right. So, yeah. how, how would a news organization uh, run? For example, New York Times, uh, how would they measure? Okay. Uh, it's based on number of visits, right? Okay. I come from a B2C background, so yeah, number of visits, visitors, and, and how many times they're accessing the story and everything. Those forms the basic ones, right? So, right. we wanted to make sure that we are building these products across the company, uh, kind of inside the company's mass market marketing products, right? or mass market products. And uh, we are measuring MAUs and frequency of those usage. Right. Right. And and we want to stay relevant for the business. We want to stay relevant for all the stakeholders using our product. And if, not, if they're not using, there's a problem, right? And it's worth investigating, right? Why that is happening and everything. So I wake up in the morning and the first thing I look at it is our MAU number for the prior day.
0: Okay. I'm adding right. that to my list. So,
1: yeah. so... That that is going to be the basic because that that okay. our products are, are are out there to help or in the service of our go-to-market team or products team, right? Um, so okay. that is our basic responsibility. Are we are we meeting that right? And you can include any other goals that that we have in order for us to run an effective data platform. For example, um, the number of incidents, data quality issues, and everything right. towards that base bucket. Correct. The second bucket, moving higher in the pyramid is going to be functional goals. For example, uh, if we have rolled out a product for decision-making capability of improving our, let's say, our customers' implementation uh, deployment rates, our customers' usage of service product or something like that, right? So that would be real functional goals. For example, if you are helping marketing, we wanted to see whether this pipe-to-spend metric is optimized. So that might be very specific for your business um, where we have some functional goal again, business goals. Okay. Right. What are the business outcomes for which the product is rolled out for? Um, and, and the moving up is going to be our financial metrics. It got to be either revenue or cost. That's how we can justify the whole investment and also understand the values of many different projects are doing within analytics. Um, in in subscription business, it it might be net new ACB. Mm-hmm. Um, are just generically revenue and cost. So that's how we are looking at this pyramid. Analytics, how analytics products are used, adopted is the lowest, uh, the, the base, and yeah. the next one is going to be functional business goals, and the last one would be ultimately yeah. revenue and, and uh, productivity.
0: It seems so clear to you, uh, what, how, and. What needs to be done? And again, you know, joining, you know, as an analytics you know, leader to, uh, to service now, was that clear to you, you know, uh, the direction that you wanted to take the team or, you know, the, com- the company? Uh, or was it more, you know, progressive and, you know, lessons learned along the way, um, out along the way?
1: It's, it's interesting you're talking about it. Um, I mean, we all uh, are students of history, right? Yeah. So whatever happened in the past, there good things are learnings so you're taking it forward and you have a uh, kind of a vision where you need to go everyone has it right okay. um and uh then you're you're looking at new changes that are happening and see how you can learn from it and meanwhile they're great mentors for you to provide coaching okay and i'm fortunate to get great mentors right yeah. uh my boss who is the cio of the company um and i talked about um prior CEO John yep. Jonahu was able to f- able to focus us on those decision-making capabilities and the new CEO uh, Bill McDermott able to accelerate it and take it to the new net level. So yep. I'm, I'm looking at everything that is happening around me and see yep. how and, and great great ideas coming from our team Alex yeah right That's- and our stakeholders. Um, our, our business users, right? So right. bringing it all together, we can definitely shape where we want it to go, right? right? And I think we have clarity in where we need to go now, but things mm. might change, and we would need to adjust, and that is going to happen. Okay. Uh, so if you had to do it all over again,
0: uh, what would that be? Or what would be your biggest, you know, lessons learned thus far at ServiceNow? <laughs>
1: I think, uh, so number one is a clarity into strategy um, is where we need to go. And I had a couple of learnings from it um, and uh, clarity into these are the decision-making capabilities that we need to focus on. And we didn't get that right in the beginning. And we were more into, okay, we have general direction we need to go, but we were not able to connect to actual decision-making capability. That becomes a strategy for the organization and finally, we landed. What are the key five decision-making capability that we need to uh, we need to uh, work on? And what are the big questions that we are asking that we need to get answers on across the company? Yeah. Getting that alignment took some time. If I were to do this again, I would have accelerated it so that we have more runway for us to go with, right? And yeah. also, change management. Yeah. Um, underestimating change management was a was a mistake that we made. I made. And, and that is something I would, have, uh, I would have thought about. it If I were to do this again, however, it's a great journey, Alex.
0: Yeah, no, I definitely can tell. And I'm adding change management into my bucket. I've heard that a couple of times from you. Uh, definitely is important. Uh, for other analytics you know, leaders uh, who want to apply this you know, success, you know, DNA uh, of the analytics strategy at ServiceNow that we have here, uh, well, how can some... Other analytics leaders can replicate the success, you know, that we have here at ServiceNow.
1: I think uh, the basics are are very same, right? So basics sure. are the same in every organization. The challenges that we face is is similar in many different organizations. For example, we keep talking about one data platform, and getting high quality data, right? It's yeah. it's basic. There's no disputes there. Uh, mm-hmm. But how do we get there is going to be challenging for every different company, and it's up right. to The leaders and and the teams to figure out what those challenges are, but in the high level, I would say focusing on let's say one data platform, focusing on what those interfaces do, Hmm. and and this is just like any other consumer grade products that we are launching. Right. So having that mindset is helpful. Fewer products, but connected, common, and consistent. Absolutely, it's it's important, right? And AI. Rather than having AI as a separate thing, integrating that in our knowledge graph is even more powerful. And making it explainable is definitely helpful in change management. And having insights and research, thinking about all the analytics that you can run, insights that you can learn and share across the company, Mm-hmm, Absolutely, mm-hmm. I think that, that is something that it's, it's yes. really important and becomes a kind of a, a innovation factory where you can develop new products as well. And the last okay. thing I would say is it's very specific to ServiceNow, but it can be shared as a concept everywhere, is how can you actually bridge the gap between insights to action? Correct. And how do we bring Workflow analytics and workflows okay. how, how do we bring analytics and workflows together? That, yep. that is going to be core um, if you begin to complete that loop. And this is something I was looking forward to. Um, I was thinking about it uh, many times uh, on insights. That's that's where it ends. No, it actually, you can convert it into action. And now we can measure that action and justify the value of analytics or share the value of analytics. And now we have clarity into not just about, let's say, MAUs, but also what are the real business benefits that we are able to um, move the needle on and the last one is on how it impacts the bottom line, top line and the bottom line of the company. Great. Thank you Vijay,
0: this was really insightful. I am no doubt that our audience, including our own team will find it you know, beneficial. I thank you very much again for your, taking the time out of your busy schedule to have this you know, chat with me today. And we'll have you back uh, on the closing episode to share your thoughts. What, whole, uh, what holds the future for analytics at ServiceNow, 2020 and beyond?
1: Thank you so much, Alex. Thanks for doing this. I loved loved the chat, and uh, thanks for all the insights.
0: Thank you. This was an episode one of seven-part series of Analytics at ServiceNow. In the next episode, we will cover the Knowledge Graph, the first pillar of the Analytics at ServiceNow strategy. Be sure to tune in, because we will uncover if we finally crack the code of building a true enterprise dashboard that everyone in the company loves to use. The era of silo dashboard building has finally gone. Thank you for listening. If you like this podcast, be sure to subscribe and share with your colleague and network. Until next time.